Have you ever had a full battery on your phone? Yes, right? Have you ever had a low battery on your phone? Of course, all the time. Now, have you ever been stranded somewhere you've never been before with very low battery on your phone in a dangerous neighborhood at 2 a.m. with no hope in sight at all? Well, I have, and if you have too, then I can relate. Well, I wasn't all alone, I guess I should say, because my girlfriend was with me, and thank God that she was. She was my only solace in that whole scenario. Um, That and the little bag of snacks that we had with us and like one water bottle. Uh, We were in Miami once, and we were stranded on the side of the road. You know, 9 o'clock at night, and we didn't get rescued until 3 a.m. And both our batteries were on 1% by the time we got rescued. And I say rescued because it does. It did feel that way. We were stranded for five hours, six hours almost, with nothing. Now, I and I was thinking to myself, you know, it's such a memorable occasion because... And I'm thinking to myself, this is Miami. This is I'm not like in, you know somewhere you know far away land. This is Miami, Florida. I mean, but the desperation was real. So it's not that big of a deal if your phone dies in your house when you have a charger that's 20 feet away from you and you have a power you know, electricity, but one time also through Hurricane Sandy, we didn't have any power, we didn't have power for days, you start to think a little differently, it's a huge deal when you're stranded for five hours, and it's just getting later and later and later, and the sense of desperation is escalating, and it's one thing when you have no power for 10 minutes, but it's another thing when you don't have power for weeks, months, years, one whole year. I have another question for you. Have you ever been stuck without food and can't possibly eat until an unknown time? Like... Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been stuck without food? Or even worse, in my personal opinion, this is even worse. Stranded without water? Here's another question for you. Have you ever been forced to stay awake for more than 24 hours? Can you vividly remember events like that in your life? Of course you can. Can you even almost remember the feelings of the hunger, the thirst, the fatigue, the desperation? (laughs) Noteworthy. I remember one time, last story, and I'm just going to keep going. I was on a plane. This sounds like a first world problem, but I was on a plane. I was on a plane home from uh, Israel. 12 hour flight don't know at all what time of day I know when we left it was like around 1 o'clock in the morning in Israel I couldn't even tell you what time we got back to America but it's 13 hour 12 12 hour flight 
and I guess my you could call it a pet peeve, but I think it's a little literally a basic instinct is that I've I cannot sleep on a plane and the basic instinct inside me is I need sleep. So it's not that I'm like desperate for comfort, but we but but it almost felt like torture. <laughs> and but that's not the only occasion I was sleep deprived. I'm just saying I can think of so many different occasions when I was sleep deprived or when I was food deprived or when I was um, uh, dehydrated, literally dehydrated, you know, those occasions stand out in my mind uh, far above any, you know, regular day of comforts. Most of us don't remember days of comfort, but we certainly remember days of desperation and um, a deprivation. So, now, I'm no scholar. I'm just a guy who absolutely happens to absolutely love reading books on psychology and philosophy and religion. And I like to put them to the test and practice certain rituals or ex and even exercises and practices that are hidden in these, in these different um, ancient and modern not in, in this ancient and modern knowledge and um, I want to just go over something real quick uh, that we've all heard in psych class uh, and it's called Maslow's uh, Hierarchy of Needs so we um, the hierarchy of needs was it's sometimes called the theory of human motivation. And I've liked that word so much better. That's probably going to be the title of this because it's so cool. To me, that sounds cool. Um, but it usually looks like a pyramid with the basic needs on the bottom. And as it grows gradually into more higher needs, and they have said that the first, the first bottom four needs are the, what they call the basic needs and the top needs are called the higher needs. Now, apparently they've revised this. I've, I'm not like huge into this. I just thought of it, you know, today the, uh, it's been a while since I even thought of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I don't typically think about that, but I do think about this concept often, what I'm going to talk about in this podcast. And this might be a little bit longer than typical, but I think, I think it's a, I think this is good. It's good. For, it's good for me. And I believe it's going to, help you as well and this is kind of hopefully i can also express the purpose of this podcast not this specific episode but my podcast in general as a whole through this this episode so i'm going to make this into separate segments because it's going to be a little bit longer but hopefully this this episode which will be broken down into two or three segments will explain in good vivid detail as to the purpose of my podcast and uh, in general and also this topic that i'm talking about these this hierarchy of needs and so on so stick around for the next segment
just click uh, click below actually you could probably click right below and listen to the next segment it's going to be in three parts so go ahead and click that and I'll talk to you there so in the last segment I was talking about desperate situations a few desperate situations like you know lack of sleep lack of food lack of drink extreme fatigue stranded uh no no resources and um i was getting into something that we probably all learned in psych 101 probably in or some sometimes even biology uh in high school uh by from uh it's called the maslow's hierarchy of needs and it's a theory that's created by a man named Abraham Abraham Maslow. Uh, the theory is called the theory of human motivation. And the theory of human motivation, if you take this in context, and if you appropriate this pyramid, if you will, this hierarchy of needs, if you appropriate it to your spiritual growth, which is actually included in the pyramid, by the way. I'm going to go over each step of the, the pyramid. But if you appropriate this, this will literally change your life. And I'm not even joking at all. It should 100% change your life for the better. Appropriating the, the hierarchy of needs. So from when I was in high school... I remember there being five, five uh, needs. There's technically eight, but four of them are basic needs, and the other four are what's called higher needs. But I'm going to just go over five because that's these. That was the original. And they got it got expanded to eight, but I think it's for for the purpose of time appropriate to put the other higher needs in one category, just for the sake of time. I don't want to do a disservice to it. I'm just I'm just trying to save time because I think it can be grouped. So number one is the biological and physiological needs, such as air, food, drink, homeostasis, water, sex, sleep. People think people don't think sex is a need. It is a need. Some people do, some people don't. Um I inc- I included cleanliness. They had warmth and shelter. But but I'm going to tweak this a little bit. And I I don't want to again sound like I'm doing a disservice, but I'm I'm kind of like modifying it to my personal experience with this whole idea you know it's not this this pyramid isn't what changed my life it's it's this um epiphany that epiphany that changed my life so that was number one biological physiological needs number two is the safety needs protection from the elements which is why i considered shelter and warmth in number two instead of number one but I digress. <laughs> Protection from the elements, security, order, law, stability, and freedom from fear. That's good. Number three, love, 
uh, love and belonging. That includes intimacy, friendship, trust, affection. And this is typically found among friends and family and loved ones. Right? Number four, esteem. And then esteem is broken down into two different areas. Dignity, which would be esteem for yourself. And that can be appropriated through achievements, mastery, independence. And the other is respect or esteem from others, which can be appropriated through rep through your rep reputation, your status or prestige. And the fifth, and I'm going to call it the final. No, it's not the final, but I'm going to say the fifth one, the top of the pyramid, if you will, the higher needs, which I'm going to call it throughout this podcast. I'm going to call it the higher needs, but on the pyramid, it's called self-actualization. And like I said, it was expanded into, into three. Self-actualization has actually been... Um, included in higher needs along with three others which are called cognitive aesthetic and transcendent needs but like i said i'm going to group them all into one and call it higher needs now i can see the clearly see the cognitive and aesthetic uh, self-actualization and transcendent needs being necessary to human uh, survival and I but I can also definitely see them being expanded on and very much emphasized in America however these needs are given such positive titles and they sort of assume that the human being is nothing more than a beautiful flower that grows in, quote, needs until it reaches beautiful perfection or transcendence. And I personally don't buy that. So this is why I don't buy that. Um, I'm going to explain that. Why, you know... There's good intentions behind these this positive wording, and, and let's let's put it this way: I'm sure of the good intentions proposed in the wording of the top of the pyramid, uh, the higher needs. I think it may be best to consider the top of the pyramid uh, good intentions. Until we continue with the rest of human behavior and subconscious psychology ingrained in our DNA starting from the bottom of the pyramid. So, the bottom of the pyramid, in other words, let me, let me phrase it differently because that's what I wrote to try to explain it to myself. But I guess in layman's terms, the top of the pyramid cannot be achieved without the bottom of the pyramid and actually be able to appropriate the bottom of the pyramid in order. And I'm going to talk about that more in detail in the next segment. So listen, this is very important. This is probably going to be the last segment coming up. So it's going to be a three-part um, episode. 
but I'm going to explain it all and uh, what I mean. Okay, on to the next. Now I'm going to read something that I wrote before, and I'm going to—I said it before. I'm going to say it again in this segment, just for just for the sake of it. To hopefully it makes sense. I'm sure of the good intentions proposed in the wording of the top of the quote top of the pyramid of this hierarchy hierarchy. I think it may be best to consider the top just that good intentions until we continue on with the rest of human behavior and the subconscious psychological psych, uh, subconscious psychology ingrained in our DNA starting from the bottom of the pyramid. So, let me try to make this frank. <laughs> let me try to clear that up because it makes sense to me in my mind and I wrote it on paper. But here's the deal. This hierarchy, this pyramid, if you look at it, you can Google it. I believe that this pyramid... Or this, I mean, I believe this hierarchy has the ability to guide us from one stage to the next if we appropriate each level of this pyramid with do, the due respect that it deserves. So it is a hierarchy. The needs do go in this order, but I truly believe that we should face each section of the pyramid if not by misfortune then by intention so what i mean by that i mean then and only then can we quote self-actualize <laughs> only then can we see who we really really are not who we quote really are or who we kind of are we need to go through these steps over and over again, I believe. We need to see who we really, really are, not what we see on artificial screens with blue lights, you know. That's why... That's kind of why I threw all the other higher needs into one lump sum and called them what they are, higher needs. Dare I call them, dare I even <laughs> call them privileged needs. Or I could just call it what it really is, a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to make it to that, that point. One could even say it's a blessing. Now when, when before, and I keep saying, uh, appropriate each need what I mean by that is that we should appreciate each step of the way furthermore I think we should revisit the basic needs a lot more frequently than we typically do now I'm not saying that we should consistently put our lives at risk for the sake of some transcendent experience but I think that we could afford to push our limits more than we think we can um, that that's what I mean by 
appropriates each need. Now, when I was talking about in the second segment about, you know, it's kind of worded very nicely. The it says cognitive needs and transcendent needs and self-actual like the higher needs are kind of worded like we're we're like these beautiful flowers that are just perfect and waiting to transcend but the case is not that's not the case an overabundance of these needs looks like a looks like all the negatives of the world <laughs> so that's why I'm kind of it's kind of like a love-hate relationship with modern western culture because we overindulge ourselves in basic needs. We don't deprive ourselves enough of the basic needs is pretty much the point I'm trying to make in this podcast and in all my podcasts because the purpose is to keep spirituality in mind, not to keep material things in mind, not to keep that stuff always in mind because it's always around us. What we see, you know, we see it and that's just all we know. We only think about our our reality based on our sights. But what if you didn't have sight? There's another need. How about we need to see things? What if we didn't have that? And I just threw that in there right now. And it's not something I was thinking about. But think about it. What if you didn't see? You would appreciate the sounds you hear more. Now I can see. but And I shouldn't be the one to talk because I can see. But maybe you should talk to somebody who's blind. About that you know or maybe you should talk to somebody who's deaf maybe you should talk to people who don't have things that you have now but in this particular case i'm not talking about disabilities i'm talking about human needs that even those who are disabled need so that's not even that's not even i'm not even gonna go there i didn't mean to go there but the point i i was trying to make is that appreciate things you will very much more appreciate things if you don't have them as much because like i said before overindulgence of needs looks like something it looks like an overindulgence of basic need sex ready lust overindulgence of provision ready greed overindulgence of anger because anger is okay sometimes it's okay to be angry sometimes but what does that overindulgence looks like? Violence. Overindulgence of food. Gluttony. You get the picture. So, like I said, we shouldn't constantly put ourselves at risk for the sake for the sake of, of you know, learning how to be a better person or, or whatever. But we can afford to do it more often is the point I'm trying to make. Now, if... If you're hearing this podcast, the chances are you have quite a few of these needs met. And for that, you should be very, very, very thankful. But if you're not feeling that appreciation, and I mean it, like feel it. Like people say that too. Like I know I should, but I just don't feel it. And I feel it. I know exactly what that means when we don't. You don't feel like you appreciate the simple things like health, but check this out. Now, this isn't to sound, this shouldn't sound like a good thing because health is a need. You need to be healthy or else you're going to die, right? Appreciate your health when you're sick. Now, not to say this sickness is kind of a blessing in disguise because I'm not going to go there and say that. It's not a good thing, but 
Notice how you're forced to change your behavior when you're sick. I noticed that the other day because like last week I was sick. I was feeling very sick, sick to my stomach, sick, like a bunch of different things going on. And when you're when you're in that situ, when you're in that um, state, it's it's like you're more focused. I don't even have I don't even have the energy to be like upset about things I'm normally like if somebody I was driving to work somebody like cut me off I couldn't even like both hands on the wheel driving the speed limit couldn't even keep my own off the road keep take my eyes off the road I was just focused on driving because it's all I had the energy to do I didn't even have time or or energy to be mad at that person you know sometimes my mind goes a million miles a minute I talk fast on the regular like I am right now when I'm, when I've got a lot of energy, when I, when I've met other needs, you know, I, I've ate, I ate today, you know, a lot of things have, needs have been met. I work today, you know, I got money today. I, whatever, whatever, the need, some needs have been met. I'm healthy today. You know what I mean? So now we can move up the, the food chain of the hierarchy of needs, but the added bonus is to appreciate the levels, the lower, the quote, lower needs, the basic needs. And how are you going to appreciate them? Unless you revisit them frequently. So like I was saying before, if you're not feeling the appreciation, because a lot of us aren't, I know, I know the feeling. It's possible, if you're not feeling the appreciation, it's possible that you have had lots of these needs met for quite some time now, and you may have to manually revisit the basics over again intentionally. Now, doing this, doing this will bring about in a pure way, for lack of a better word, a form of self-actualization or transcendence within you. You will be humbled by this. You will be thankful. And you will be stronger physically and mentally. So, I have a lot more I could say. But... I'm not going to say right now because I hope I've made my point. Like like I said, I hope that explains pretty thoroughly the purpose of my podcast in general that we should, you know, look to the old the ancient stuff, the older religion the the older religions of you know the the those stringent practices of fasting i made a i made a podcast on fasting recently and you know things like that i'm not going to get into the exact things that we could do but well I'll, maybe i could just list a few of them maybe like fasting giving when you give financially you have no money you put yourself at risk you know what i mean when you're fasting, you have no food. You put your body in a state of hunger. You know, I'm a big proponent of martial arts. There's so many benefits to martial arts. Um, I can do whole other podcasts on martial arts. Literally, the the um, 
the basics. Uh, martial arts brings you pain, discomfort, fear of uh, fear of death, literally fear of death, a loss of air. Like if you do jujitsu, if you've ever been choked out, like you get if you go to jujitsu regularly, you put yourself. In a, in, a, in a contained, controlled environment in which you can practice um, getting choked to death. And it's a feeling that you don't typically get on a regular day. Like, I don't remember the last time my girlfriend, you know, got, you know, choked to, like, fake choked to death. Or, I don't know, can you personally, you listener, can you recall the last time you were fake choked to death? Unless you were, um, <laughs> unless you do jujitsu? You know, that's a need. It's a physiological need, the need for air. Uh, you lose the need of safety in, in martial arts. And I'm going to go because you're very vulnerable. You put yourself in discomfort and your limbs are at risk. You're at risk. You're in danger. So I'm not going to go. I'm not, I, there's a lot of benefits in martial arts, but that, that's, that's a podcast for another day. But things, do things, exercise, fasting, do a lot of things, solitude, walk in nature. That, that will reach the, um, the aesthetics, but... You, you shouldn't even go for the aesthetics. I, I'm talking about doing things for the basics like sweat, like exercise, like hard work, workouts, dirt, get your hands dirty, do some kind of work outside, you know, something that will like disrupt your need, like your basic needs. Now, you can go and Google the list yourself, look at those needs, and think of ways there's so many different practices, exercises martial arts like i said fasting there's so many different things and i'm and you could or you could just you could google it or you could keep listening to my podcast because i'll keep talking about different things because that this is like a topic that i love I, I talk about these things i come up with different ways i think of um different uh different um, ways to better yourself and this is probably the most beneficial way to better yourself to revisit basic needs or to even if you don't do it on purpose even if misfortune uh bestows you <laughs> take it and use it you will turn into a better person the person who comes through the other end of misfortune of this of super dysfunctional family of hungers of thirsts of people from other countries who have been rescued from slavery you know those are the type of people if you're that type of person please dm me please get in touch with me i want to talk to you i want you on a podcast i want to talk because you are the people you are the person i want to speak to those who've been through the ringer, who've been through the gauntlet, you came out a better man or a woman, you know, we all love talking to people like that. So, so, because why, why do we love talking to people like that? It shows us how much potential is out there and it shows us that, you know what, there's another side of me. I can be stronger. That's the higher, those are the higher needs. And we want we want the higher needs. We got all our basic needs met, and we're and we're walking around bored all day. <laughs> not not all the time, all of us walking around bored all day, but we we uh, we like we're looking for purpose. Like so many, I hear that all the time. Like finding purpose in your life. That's a first world problem. Now somebody criticized one of my other podcasts recently about first world problems. It was kind of like a, a I, I know their heart behind it, but 
you know, I'm like a first world person, but if we're going to live in the first world, we live in the first world, but you have to put yourself in a humble playing ground. You have to appreciate people who are not in the first world and there's, how can you do it? You have to revisit those basic needs intentionally on purpose. And that's just not that that's for God. That's why they did it in religions. It's for God. You do it for yourself because it's literally part of yourself because why? Because you're you're not just the person you think you are, like I said, and you're not the person you're not the you're not just who you think people think you are, and you're not who you think you are in your own fantasies. You're also that panicky person on the side of the road. You're a panicky, frantic, thirsty, tired, hungry, aggressive human being that needs to have their needs met. And if you don't believe me, Go ahead and do it. Deprive yourself of those basic needs and see how primitive you really get. And it's not to say that that's a bad thing. It's a very good thing. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's a good thing to realize I am that and I'm this. And put it all together and humble yourself. And be thankful for the breath that you breathe. And be thankful for the, the cold water that you drink. A lot of times cold. I love cold water. Uh, water in general. Clean water food the basic needs revisit them and and do these things and keep listening to the podcast i'll have plenty of things that you could do in order to re, to to um to to accomplish this so all that to say i know this segment was a little longer but take it in bits and pieces but listen to this whole thank you for listening to this whole thing and I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. <laughs>